Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so excited that you're joining us today. Every week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me on the show and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Guys, I want to thank one of our partners for today's show, and that is Noonday Collection. I love everything Noonday does, and I'm a big fan of them because one of their slogans that they have is they say that Noonday Collection is a socially responsible business that uses fashion to create meaningful opportunities for around the world. Um, And that is exactly what Noonday does. Um, Right now, they have a new line that's launching on February 16th. Um, If you're interested in getting Noonday for Valentine's Day, today's the last day to get that order in. But they have a new line launching on February 16th. And one of the best ways to get your hands on the new products that they have is to host a Noonday trunk show. Right now, they have an amazing opportunity for you if you host a show between February 16th and February 28th you could earn gifts from some of their partners over at Lindsay Letters, um, the Object Enthusiast, which they have a custom print and a jewelry tray from those two. And with the qualifying show, you could win a trip to two for, to Austin, which I think is amazing because I think Austin is amazing. It's super easy to host a trunk show. I've done it forever with my new ambassador, Krista. It's super easy. You just contact your local ambassador to book a show today. You may be thinking, Jamie, I don't even know if I have a local ambassador. It's super easy to find out. Head over to their webpage, noondaycollection.com, and go over there, and they will match you with an ambassador in your area to host a trunk show. And hosting a show is super easy. Literally, you throw some drinks out and some chips, and then an amazing woman walks in and sets up all her jewelry, and you get to be a part of sharing the story of the women that, men that created that jewelry to the people in your house. I've hosted shows and it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to earn free jewelry. So go to noondaycollection.com to check out their jewelry and to also check out hosting your own show. Guys, today, like I said, you're listening to episode number 126 and my guest is Cezanne Hendricks. I was introduced to her via my friend Jessica Honiger when she told me that I had to watch this YouTube video of Cezanne sharing about her faith. Since then, I've been following her journeys around the world and even though her gig is fashion and beauty... And if you know me, those are not my gigs. I still love following her because I get to see her personality come out, even in an area of expertise that I don't quite understand all the time. I think you're going to enjoy our conversation today as we chat about her life as a lifestyle blogger, her coming to faith in Jesus, and how her Kurdish family reacted to that. We also chat about a recent trip that she took to Israel that changed her life, her new product, Blessbox, and lots more. It was a really fun conversation, and I felt as though I was at a happy hour meeting a girlfriend for the first time. If you want to send me a message about anything during the show, I'd love to hear from you. I am at Jamie underscore Ivy over on Twitter. Instagram is my favorite place to hang out, and so come find me over there. I'm at Jamie Ivy. Um, it's super fun. I share things about the show, upcoming guests, things in my life, and I would just really love to meet you over there. Also, guys, at the end of this show, I have some more details about some upcoming events that I hope to see you at, some around the country and some right here in Austin. Here is my conversation with Cezanne. Hey, Cezanne, welcome to the happy hour. Hi, Jamie. How's it going? It's good. I want to tell you that I'm super excited to have you on and you are new to my world. Um, you are there not you new go. to a lot of people's world, but to my world, but you're very <laughs> new. Um, but I have to tell you how I found out about you. Okay. You ready? Yes. My friend, Jessica Honiger, who is the CEO and founder of Noonday Collection, which is here in Austin. She went out to an event in LA and she came back and she said, you have to, you have to think about having this girl on your show. And it was you. And I oh. said, okay, well tell me more. And so she sent me a video that I watched called. People Who Inspire with Shay. Oh, yeah, my good friend Shay. <laughs> yes. So I watched the whole video, and I thought, I want them on my show. Aww. These women are amazing. And so that's how I learned about you from that video. Oh, my gosh, that is incredible. I mean, that video was such a personal um, video for me that I did with my friend Shay. So 
I didn't know how people were going to respond to that video. So the fact that it allowed us to connect and our paths have crossed, I mean, how cool is that? (laughs) Very, very cool. Um, But although you live in LA, you're a Texas girl. I am Dallas, Texas. Hey, Dallas, where'd you go to high school? I actually went to WT White High School in Dallas. And then we moved away from Dallas when I was in ninth grade. And so we moved to the suburbs of Frisco. So I spent the rest of my time there in Frisco. So when, when I say like, it's easier to say, yeah, Dallas, because I grew up in Dallas, but then I moved to Frisco. So when you tell people I'm from Frisco, they're like, wait, is that San Francisco or so? But people here, I think would understand Frisco now more because it's so much bigger than it was years ago. Totally. And they have more than one mall now. I mean, it is crazy. like, it's paradise it's now. It's crazy. Yes. <laughs> um, and then you went to University of North Texas. I did. Radio and television, which I wish I would have done that. I didn't know I was going to be doing this as a career, but I'm wishing that I would have done that then. No way. If I feel like just by you talking to you, I feel like you've been doing this for a while. It sounds well, like. You're like, so kind. Thank you. I did have a a very short stint as a radio DJ here in town a couple of years ago. And that's what made me feel like I wanted to do this. And so then I started my own show and here we are. So cool. I, I love that. I know. Um, okay. So there are so many things that I want to talk to you about. Literally. I have a list here with at least seven things for one hour, um, but we'll <laughs> see what happens. But first um, I know more about you now because um, last night, as I was preparing for this interview and writing down things, I wanted to chat with you. I got sucked into your YouTube channel. So I spent about three hours with you last night. So oh that's what God. I did. Did you really? Oh, I really did. I saw some of your trips. I saw your husband do your makeup, your husband do your hair. I saw your wedding. I, I saw it all. Okay. So you I, go, girl. You are quite the researcher. Man, I, I need in. to be better at that. No, I couldn't <laughs> stop because it was so good. I just wanted to see what happened. So tell all of my listeners, all the happy hour listeners, just what you do in life and just that kind of stuff. And then we'll go from there. Yeah. So guys, I started this whole blogging journey about five years ago. And I started it when I was still living in Texas. I was studying radio TV film, like you said, um, in college. And I just, I just wanted like a platform of my own. I wanted an outlet. I wanted a place where I could just share some of my tips and tricks and things like that. So I started blogging over four, five years ago. And then when I moved to Los Angeles, I made a few friends out here that happened to be like digital influencers slash bloggers. Mm-hmm. And I realized they were, they were doing it for real, for real. You know, it wasn't just a hobby and I just was so amazed by it. And I thought, how in the world can you at the time make a career, full-time career living in LA, you know, doing this whole internet thing? Like I just, I didn't seem realistic. So I just, started researching. I'm the type of person when I get sucked into something, I get obsessed with it and I want to learn everything about it. So I started spending some late nights researching, you know, about this blogging industry. And so I started kind of taking my blog a little bit more seriously, but I still being in Los Angeles, cause I had moved from Texas. I thought I wanted to do radio TV film stuff like TV hosting, broadcasting, mm-hmm. telling people stories, you know, um, on the news, that kind of thing. And I kind of moved to LA at the perfect time because it was around the time when like Instagram started coming around and social media platforms started really, people started to really take it seriously and get kind of obsessed. So I kind of jumped onto that and realized, you know, why continue to chase this super saturated competitive field like of TV hosting when I can just tell my own stories. I know how to edit video. I know how to do my own. I know how to write my own blogs. Like I can tell the stories how I want to tell them. So that's when I started, you know, really mapping out the goals for my blog. And it quickly became a full-time job within a year and a half of just taking it super seriously. And a lot of people had to sacrifice their time to kind of help me. Like my husband now, Steve, at the time, he was just helping me shoot photos for my blog and just helping me try to hustle. And it's crazy where we are today to think that it started with, it started just being a hobby and it ended up taking me down this entire path. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I've done TV stuff since, you know, I've done the e-news, red carpets, um, you know, events and award shows and things like that. And what's so crazy is I always thought like that was my dream. But when I was in the moment doing those opportunities, I was so grateful. But what brought me there was my blog and being so present in my blog and everything that I had created on my blog, 
it was so amazing. The feeling it's like nothing compared to it. Like the whole TV hosting thing. It was, I thought it would compare to it, but it really didn't like, like hosting kind of came second to, to my blog. So that was a really cool feeling that I got to experience, um, out here. I think it's great that you moved out there. I mean, I think I read somewhere, or maybe you said it, that you asked your parents, hey, will you just support me for six months? Um, yeah. I'm going to move out here. And I, and when you said that, I was like, and they said yes? Like, your parents were awesome. They were um, so incredible. Like I said, people who sacrifice, like them as well, They, I made a deal with them, and I was like, six months, guys, that's all I need. I'll, you know, because I had moved straight out of college, and I had my blog as a hobby. And I was like, I just need six months, you know, and it took longer than that. But I started making a little bit enough money on my blog to where it was kind of getting me by. So that was really cool. And my parents, they saw how motivated I was and how driven I was. And I think they just that really like they didn't want to pull out because they just saw how like motivated and they believed in what I was doing. So I think that really kind of helped me get through it because without support, it's really hard in this space. I mean, you have for sure. You know, you just have days. I'm sure in any world, you don't have to be a digital influencer or an online celebrity. I mean, you just you have your ups and downs and sometimes you hit a wall and you're like, what am I supposed to be doing with my life? Like, you know, so it's nice to have that support for sure. Financially, right. emotionally, everything. I got really lucky. <laughs> you have a lot of good support system around you. Now, I know that when some people are listening, um, they're going to be thinking to themselves, especially people who I'm 38. So I think even like maybe one or two generations above me are going to be going, how in the world yeah. is a blog a job? Yeah. Um, and I know that it is. And I know that mm -hmm. everything you do is because I have parts of my world too, that my parents still look at me and go, you actually get paid to do that. <laughs> like, I know it's weird. Right. Yeah. Um, but explain to us when you're, you're talking about this, if you went out and you, you made a risk and you're, you're driven for your blog, what does that actually mean that you were doing? Great question. I get asked that all the time. And honestly, my parents still ask me questions too. So it's so funny that you say that about yours. Um, you know, when I started out, the crazy thing is, is in this world, there wasn't, there's not a, if you do, if you do plan a point a, you'll get to point B. And then if you do this correctly, you'll get to see you're creating your a you're creating the B you're creating the C and there's so many trials and tribulations in between. So I think what really separates the girls who are doing it as a full-time job, who are getting paid. Those are the girls that literally commit every single day to it mentally. Mm -hmm. And you have to constantly be aware of what this industry, what it's all about, the newest tech, the newest app, the newest, like what everybody's doing. But at the same time, you have to create your own path. So a typical day in my world basically looks like, um, well, now, at least, since it's it really is my full-time job. My husband works with me full-time and my sister-in-law as well. We also have a, my manager who works pretty hands-on. Um, and then we have a lawyer and an accountant. So this is like kind of my little internal team. And then we have a photographer. So basically, a typical day looks like, you know, I wake up, I check my emails, and usually Brittany and Steve are the ones that are on the emails. And they are seeing all of the different types of opportunities coming in from brands that either a want to work with you, they want to partner up, they want to collaborate, or B, we get several different emails from just like fans and, and, and just personal emails to that, to that email that we created. Um, and so usually what they do is it's literally a nine to five job. They're constantly going through these emails, communicating with brands on phone calls, going back and forth with me, asking me if these are types of partnerships that align with me and what I believe and what I like. I mean, the amount of opportunities that we get nowadays, it's so incredible. It's crazy. I used to think that whatever I got in my email that was paid, I, I had to do it because I was right. like, it's, it's like a paid opportunity. I have to do it. And in the beginning, you are a little bit more open because you're still trying to figure out who your audience is, what they like. So you really kind of, you test out different things and you work with different brands to kind of figure out what it is that, what the, they enjoy seeing. So for me doing this now over three, four years now, full time, I've realized what works and what doesn't on my channels. So if a brand comes to me and they want to collaborate, you know, whatever the brand is, beauty, skin, fashion, they'll come to me and they'll say, you know, we have a budget and we want to work with you to promote our latest product. And so most of the time I'm, I've already have heard about the product and I'm like, oh my gosh, either A, I love it or B, I'm like, eh, I need to research. I don't know if yeah. I'm up to this. But this is a new wave of advertising is what I tell a lot of the older generations, mm -hmm. like my parents. Um, you know, a lot of uh, we've seen now in 2017, 
already. A lot of the brands have budgets at the at the beginning of every year that they allocate for advertising, whether that's billboard, billboard prints, whether that's magazine, whether that's TV placement ads. So they've now sets, created a whole new division of their advertising to digital influencers, mm-hmm. to the internet world. So every year they have a budget for these different things. And a lot of them are pulling out of the, of the billboards. And instead they're working with girls in the digital space. Yeah. They, can, they can see their ROI, their return of mm-hmm. investment. They can see how many people actually saw the post, how many people engaged with it, what people were commenting, what they liked versus driving by a billboard. You spend so much money on this billboard, but you don't know you how get many nothing people, back. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, oh, it's a very old traditional way mm-hmm. of media advertising. So now with the internet, everybody literally is on their phones all the time. You can walk into a restaurant and just count how many people are looking down at their phones. Everybody. Yeah, exactly. So because people's eyes are there, that's where they're starting to advertise. Yeah. So it's, it's a new wave of advertising is, is kind of how I explain it, but it's very exciting. It's so exciting. I get a little bit of that feedback too with podcast advertising it's a whole new medium as well because the radio i mean granted i still listen to the radio every once in a while but if i'm in my car i'm listening to a podcast if i'm on a walk i'm listening to a podcast and so Mm -hmm. that's the kind of that's the road i've been crossing over the past two years too is um teaching advertisers that would normally ad advertise in this form of media as in radio that podcast is just this new thing so i hear you on trying to tell people what you're doing so it sounds like that this is your this is your world. And so how do you and your husband, how do y'all separate um, work, mm-hmm. <laughs> work public life versus personal public life? Because I always I'm pretty open and vulnerable with my listeners and my Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But I still always tell people, listen, whatever you're hearing or seeing from people, it's just what they want you to hear and see. There's so much stuff that I don't share. Um, how do you guys walk that balance line between you want your your life to be open, your you know everyone to see um, what you're doing and your adventures and your mm-hmm. video, a lot of your stuff. But how do you keep stuff between just the two of y'all as well? That's a great question. You know, I think for me, I'm a lot I'm a lot more vulnerable and open than a lot of like my friends that are in this space because they've told me this. Um, <laughs> and I think for me, I'm just like what you see is what you get. I'm super transparent and. I think Steve is such a huge part of my life and he is a huge part of honestly my day to day from the business side to the personal side. And in the beginning, there was a lot of things that I wouldn't share. Like I kept him very secretive and there was a lot of like personal things involved with that because of like my family, my family, not necessarily being very supportive of our relationship in the beginning. And so I had to keep him a secret from this online world out of just respect for my parents, you know, and I didn't want to share him because I didn't want people to like criticize us or hate on us. And then I reached a certain point where I was like, you know what, my whole life, I've been very like, always very careful with like, what I'm what I do, what I say, my parents have sort of raised me to, you know, kind of just be more a little bit more reserved, you don't need to tell everybody everything. But it's like when I reached a certain age after college, after I had my little identity crisis, I realized for me, it was opposite, it was almost therapeutic to now connect with so many women around the world who, as a result of me sharing my personal relationship with Steve, the trials, you know, the ups and the downs, I've gotten such an amazing response from these girls around the world, like emails that I just am I'm shocked by. They have nothing to do with fashion and beauty, but they have everything to do with what they're personally going through similar in their life. And it inspires me. And, and so the more that I've shared that, on my channels and my blog, they really like, I've noticed it's helped people. And if I can help people in any way, I'm all about it. I have nothing to hide, but I think just in terms of us having our sanity too, and just keeping things kind of separate for balance purposes is I've just gotten really good at if me and him are out at a restaurant, like I'm not going to take my phone in the restaurant, you know, if that's good. Yeah. And we're we're not going to talk about business. Like Mm -hmm. we, and if we do, it's like for five minutes and we're like, okay, for the rest of the dinner, we're just going to have a normal dinner. Um, Mm -hmm. and we've been really good at just like also setting aside travels for ourselves that like don't require any type of work, which is hard in my world because it's like, whatever I do, it's like, I have to take a photo and post, post a picture of it. Mm -hmm. So even when we travel and it's not necessarily like a paid opportunity to travel, I still tell Steve, I'm like, Oh my gosh, well, they're going to think I died. Like I have to take a photo. (laughs) But the truth is, is like just setting aside that time for him and saying like, you know what, this is a beautiful Instagram moment, but I'm not going to take the photo. I'm going to enjoy it with you right now in this moment. I'm going to be present. 
and I'm going to give you this moment. And like, we've just been really good at doing that this past year because it's just, I mean, it's, it's hard. It's consuming, you know, like the, the digital world. So we're still, we're still working on it. We're not, we haven't quite figured it out completely, but we've definitely gotten better at just setting time aside for us and not putting too much out there, you know, just a healthy amount. Mm-hmm. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a -a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interests. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. If you have kids or pets, you know stains and odors in your carpet and upholstery are inevitable. But the experts at ChemDry can help. ChemDry removes odors and stubborn stains by sending millions of carbonating bubbles deep within your carpet. ChemDry lifts dirt, urine, and stains to the surface to then be extracted away, giving you a cleaner and healthier home. Call 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com to connect with your local ChemDry and learn about special offers in your area. That's 1-800-CHEMDRY or visit ChemDry.com today good. Now you mentioned your family and this is from the video that I saw you on the first time. This is kind of what drew me into you was your story that you shared on there. And you mentioned that it was one of the first times you'd shared that short story publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was about your relationship with your husband and your relationship with God um, and how those kind of started around the same time. Um, And you, you grew up in a Muslim home. So you, you coming from that background and your husband's a Christian. And I would just love to hear a little bit about what that looked like for you guys when y'all started dating. Oh my gosh. What's so crazy is when we started dating, I literally remember telling Steve, like, okay, I was like, you can't, you can't fall in love with me. Like, (laughs) I was like, just so you know, I come from a very, very strict traditional Kurdish household. You know, even though I was born in America and Uh raised in America, my parents really wanted to instill those Kurdish values um, on me and my siblings. So you and Steve were friends for a long time, right? We were just friends in college. Okay, that's we what we're I totally thought. just mm-hmm. friends in college. And 
And it's funny because when I met him, I was going through a breakup at the time and the guy that I was dating was this Kurdish guy. And I literally like thought he was the one. And I, and when it didn't work out, I literally was like, there's no other Kurdish guys. Like I'm never going to get married. <laughs> like how am I going to please my parents and be happy? Like I uh, thought the closest thing to that, right? but it didn't work out. And I think that's when I was in college and I had that identity crisis I mentioned. And I was just like, where am I going with my life? Like, what is it that I want? Here I am very, I was very career focused, very driven, motivated in college to get my degree. But at the same time, I felt so lost. I didn't know what my purpose was. Like, what was it that I was supposed to do? I did grow up in a, I I did grow up in a kind of Muslim household, but not really because ethnically the culture, it tends to lean more on the Islamic faith, but my parents growing up, they never even practiced it. Mm -hmm. So I never even grew up in a Muslim like home, really, you know, certain things, certain values my mom would put on us were just from similar to the, from that religion. So I just grew up just not knowing like anything really about the world. I just, my parents always said, just believe in a higher being, just pray every night, do good, be nice to people. But come time when I was in college going through that identity crisis, I didn't feel connected to anything or anyone. I just and felt it's like those oh. values weren't, they weren't cutting it for you. It wasn't cutting it for me. I didn't feel like I was getting the best emotional support from my parents just because parents always, you know, they're like, oh, you're better off without him, you know, on to yeah. the next. But uh-huh. I just, I, I needed more. I wanted more. So it's like Stevie came into my life at the perfect time because we were in college, both studying the same degree. We met and we became instant friends. And he's the type of guy that will literally give his undivided attention to anyone who just comes up to him. Like, it doesn't matter who you are. And I was very intrigued by that. Like, he just had this charm and just this genuine happiness, like this light. And I was like, what is it about this guy? Like, he's just so happy. So the more we had like deep conversations, he just started opening up more about his family life, growing up, things going on. And I told him, I was like, I'm not happy. And I just, I don't know what to do. And he was just like, do you believe in God? And then that whole conversation happened. And I was just like, uh, yes. What does that mean? Of course. He's like, well, he's like, well, well, who do you, you know, what, what do you believe? And I was like, I don't know. What does that mean? So he just told me that night when I went home and I prayed, cause I literally prayed every night since I was eight years old, but I would mm-hmm. pray the exact same thing. Like I didn't right. even, I didn't even know how to pray. Right. So I was just like, um, okay. So he said that night when I go home, he's like, well, just, just pray and just talk to God and just be like, Hey, like, can you reveal yourself to me? And I thought that was like the weirdest thing. But at the same time, I was like the guy telling me to do this. He's just so like, seems like he has his life figured out. And Mm. he didn't tell me to pray and ask for God to show me Jesus to show me, you know, Buddha, like he Mm -hmm. didn't any of that. He just said, ask God to show, to reveal himself to you through, through your dreams. Because he always knew like through my dreams, I I mentioned to him, I had like really crazy dreams where Mm -hmm. I felt like, I've been able to foreshadow certain things in my life. So he said, why don't you just ask God to reveal himself to you um, when you pray that night? You know, like who knows what'll happen? And he just thought like, maybe it'll happen in your dream, right? So that night I just did, I did that. And it was the weirdest thing because I just like prayed and said, hey God, like it's me. I don't don't know if you've been hearing me my whole life, but I'm going through a really hard time. Like I really need help. And that night, I kid you not, like I had a dream. I was in a church with my hands in the air, worshiping Jesus's name. Oh and my I, gosh. I woke up and I was just like, what in the world was that? And it was one of those out of body experience dreams to where, you know, it's not just like, cause I had like Doritos the night before. Right. And so I honestly called Steve the next morning and I was like, what was that? Like, what did you do to me? Like, and he was like, he was shocked. He was like, I actually didn't know that was going to happen. Like, <laughs> And so for two weeks straight after that, I just kept having these dreams about Jesus. And I just didn't know who he was. I never opened, really had opened myself up to him prior to that conversation um, when I prayed, because my parents were always just like, you know, you don't want to ever like, they were just kind of against me going down that path, mm-hmm. you know? And and so for me, I always saw, saw it as a no-no. Like I could never walk into a church. I could never like watch the Christian channels. It just mm. wasn't something my parents really encouraged. So I never did it. So when I had these dreams and I'm in a church and I'm worshiping his name, it's like, I'm just like, how did I even know what that was? You know what I mean? Mm. Cause I didn't grow up really understanding that world. Yeah. So it was such a God thing. And I quickly just like gave my life to the Lord and, 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 you know, here I am now. And, and it's just, God is, 
had such a huge part in everything today. That's what's crazy is if you really dig deep into some of those videos and posts on my channel and my blog, even though that it is fashion and beauty related, God has had such a huge role in all of it, especially moving out to Los Angeles. I went from Texas to LA and I was just like, oh my gosh, like you can't even go down the street and ask if I can borrow sugar out here. Like it's just a little, right. A different world. It was just a different world, especially the neighborhood I was in in Beverly Hills. It was just different than like Texas. And so I was homesick. So God really comforted me during that time or else I would have moved home for sure. Mm. You know, what's amazing is even though you said that your family was not practicing um, Islam, there are just I've heard so many stories about God revealing Jesus um, to Muslim people through their dreams. Yes. You're not the first person who's told me that. One of my really good friends, Josh, actually has told me that too, and and so many others. And I think it's crazy, but it's crazy, insane. I but I definitely even my mom, like there's and my grandma, we have this like spiritual gift through our dreams, and a lot of like Middle Eastern women and even got men. They just Mm -hmm. it's through the dreams, and we have like these crazy prophetic dreams. So yeah, it's really really crazy. So this happens in your life, this transformation and. And now you are committing your life to the Lord and you're following Jesus and all of these new things. I would imagine that this was hard for you and your parents. Oh, yeah. They were not happy about it. They were really like, and it's not that they hated Jesus because even in the, you know, in the Islamic faith, they, they, they love Jesus. You right. know, they, yeah. they just don't believe he's the son of God. So mm-hmm. it's not like my parents were disgusted that I believed in Jesus. They were just like, what are you doing? Like, we didn't raise you to have like, we didn't raise you to be different than like all the other kids or to be different than us. So like my parents wanted me to kind of be like them and how they were raised because they were, they thought I was going to essentially forget about my Kurdish values, which obviously isn't true. But you know, they had that fear as a parent that like, does this mean she's going to go down this path? And and I think their biggest fear was this means she's going to marry a Christian, you know? Mm -hmm. And that's when they knew there's not very... You know, there there are some Kurdish Christians, but they Not knew many. in our world, mm-hmm. in our world, the closest one would have been in my world in, in college. And, and they were worried. They just started, they feared. And that was kind of their worst nightmare was if, if I was going to marry like a Christian, because then I would have kids that wouldn't know the language of Kurdish mm-hmm. and all this stuff. But, and that's, that was a whole nother thing. And that was the reason why when I told them I was marrying Steve, they were just like even more, they were more upset about that than the day I told them I was, became a Christian. Like, really? Just, and my mom had met Steve, you know, in college because, you know, Steve came from a very, very good, good household. Like, I mean, he just, everything that you can think of, of a man being pure, being mm-hmm. honest, mm-hmm. loving the Lord. Like he was all of those things that my parents forever wished that their daughters could have in a man. The only problem was, is he wasn't Kurdish. Right. So they saw it as like, no, out of the question, he's, it's not happening. But I was like, I'm already an adult. Like I'm, mm. I'm 20, you know, I was 20, like 24 years old yeah. when I like, like they would have rather you married a Kurdish man who didn't have as high values as Steve. Cause he was white. And that's kind of what, that, that's kind of what I felt when I, yeah. when I told him about Steve and it made me so upset because I thought, wait, aren't you guys like you guys always wanted the best for me and Mm -hmm. you gave me so much love and financial support. Like, is this really what you would want rather have for my life is like a man that just doesn't treat me right. Cause the guy I was with before Steve proved to me that like, I didn't want to go down a similar path again. Like, and so they were just not happy. They, they were upset that I kept it a secret because I didn't know how to tell them for the longest Mm -hmm. time. So with so Steve, how does that look now? You've been married, what, almost two years? We've almost been married two years now, and it's all changed. Like, that's what's crazy. Um, you know, my mom, she loves Steve so much, like literally more uh-huh. than me. She loves him. Like, we spend the holidays with her. And, you know, my dad, he travels so much with work that with my dad, it's honestly, it's a little bit tougher. Um, he's mm-hmm. come around and he's supported it. Like, he's he's always asking, like, well, how are they doing, you know? But right now, my relationship with my dad just is not, it's just not really, there isn't really one. Mm. I mean, he's very much kind of, he's he's very kind of stubborn. And also, I think he's healing from a lot of stuff because he spent his whole life, his identity for him was his culture and yeah. his, and so also me being in the public eye, all of the media outlets in Kurdistan, where we're from, Northern Iraq, uh-huh. Iraq region, when I married Steve, all of these articles and 
news magazines came out that like, you know, Kurdish girl marries American, you know, and this is serious common there. Yeah. Like, and so my dad being so respected back home, oh. he had to, he's the one that had to deal with a lot of the, the people staring or people talking in the villages. I mean, it's Kurdistan, believe it or not, is pretty big, but it's also really small. And everybody knows everybody's business. Yeah. And, and my last name being Barzani, my maiden name, it's like a really respected name out there. Mm-hmm. It's the, it's probably the highest, most respected name um, in Kurdistan. So they all knew it was like on the headlines, it was like Barzani girl marries American. And it was just like, whoa, I was not expecting. I mean, I was expecting to get some backlash, but at the same time, I was not expecting it to go as far as like, media outlets back home picking it up and people calling me the Kim Kardashian of Kurdistan. And I mean, I I heard it all. And it was was just, it was really a a tough time because I just was like, in my heart, I know I'm doing the right thing. Like Mm -hmm. I know not one thing I'm doing is wrong. I've never been happier. Steve is the greatest guy that a girl could ever ask for. And I knew that he was a blessing from God to Mm -hmm. me. So I knew God wasn't going to just leave me hanging high and dry. And so when my parents, they kind of disowned me for a while, I I had to literally say like, God, you officially have all of me. Like Mm -hmm. you literally, I don't know what to do. I feel like I don't have parents anymore. Like you are my heavenly father. Like as cheesy as that may sound, like when I didn't have my dad walking me down the aisle on my wedding, Mm. I had God there. And I was so worried on my wedding day, how I would feel or how weird it would be not having my parents there. And it's so crazy because I felt so comforted that day. Like I was not sad, which is insane because I'm a huge family person and I love my parents. I wanted them to be there. I asked them to be there, but when they weren't there in the day of my wedding and I thought, how am I going to feel? It's so crazy. I, it's like God gave me the supernatural strength that mm. day to feel so happy and not worried about it. Well, it just goes to show that, um, that your faith, cause sometimes I feel like, you know, there's like, there's verses in the Bible, actually, that talk about, like, you know, leaving your father and your mother for your faith. Exactly. And most people don't have to do that in the world because their parents don't care. But you actually had to walk that road. Um, and then the whole time you were on it, it was a testimony where you could see God's faithfulness the whole time in your life. 100%. Oh, Like, God, God showed up when I felt like nobody else did. And that's when I realized, like, oh, my gosh, it was the hardest time in my life, but one of the most beautiful times in my life. Because when you go some, through some of the hardest times through some of the biggest adversities like that come through on your path. Like it's so crazy how close you can feel to, to God. Like it was like the hardest time, but it was one of the best because I felt like the closest to God I've ever been in my whole life. It's so you true. Know? I say that. Yes. I say that all the time that, you know, God's there for the brokenhearted. And when we go through these hard times, sometimes it's like, we don't want them. You know what I mean? Suzanne, like I don't yeah. want to wish anything bad on my family. Right. But when yeah. I've been through hard stuff, I'm so close to him. Yeah. And it's like, you kind of, I, I was so worried about my parents and I, I thought like, what if they get a heart attack? Like mm. I had all these like fears and I was like, I don't want to be the reason my parents have a heart attack or like, they just feel so sad and depressed that they no longer uh-huh. feel happy to live. And so I felt responsible for a little bit. And I was like, how can I make them love him and love me again? Like, how do I do it? And I just felt like God was like, give it all to me, just jump and let me do it. Let mm. me do the rest. And in just two years, so much has changed. Literally on our honeymoon, I got, my mom came around, she texted me and she was like, I was so, I cannot believe it. She actually had a dream. She said, I had a dream on, on your wedding night that, you know, I was being so like crazy. And like, I don't remember the details, but I just remember that like, God pretty much went to her in their dreams and said like, you've got to stop this, you know? And, and she did. It was like at her honeymoon, I got that text message and I was just like crying my eyes out. Like, I didn't think this would happen so soon. So it's just amazing what happens when you truly let go and let God. You yeah, know? yeah. Okay, guys, before we get back to my conversation with Cezanne, I want to thank another one of the partners for the happy hour. And that is Prep Dish. You heard me talk about Prep Dish a lot because they do something that's really great for us women is they help us save time. No more thinking, no more stress, no more mealtime guesswork. Prep Dish does all of that for us. Prep Dish offers gluten-free and paleo meal plans, so you're going to enjoy healthy, tasty meals with your family all week long. Here's how it works. You're going to get an email from Prep Dish with a weekly menu. You get both gluten-free and paleo, so you can pick. Then you're going to take your grocery list that they give you. You're going to go to the grocery store, do all your shopping, and then you're going to come home and spend about two to three hours prepping your meals 
And then throughout the week, you're going to heat them up and enjoy them. Prep Dish really gives you all the tools you need to keep eating healthy and keep all those New Year's resolutions that you made. Right now, they have a $4 a month trial for you happy hour listeners. Go to prepdish.com slash happy hour, all lowercase, to get this deal. Okay, so I have to ask you this then. I didn't know um, what you said about the media uh, in your home country, which I just think is crazy. I, yeah. I, I would have never thought that you would tell me something like that. But yeah. I watched this cute video of you from when you were at UNT. Oh, Lord. I know, right? You're like <laughs> blast in the past. But okay, I have one thing I want to ask you about. This isn't it, but I just have to remind you because I don't know if you've seen this video in a while. But they interviewed your husband, who was not your husband at the time, who wasn't even your boyfriend at the time. And he said, I know she's going to succeed. She's going to impress people. She's going to do big things. That's what your man said about you before you weren't even dating. Isn't that sweet? Oh, my gosh. I totally, like, don't even know what video you're talking about. But it sounds so familiar because I know he would say something like that. He totally said that. But you also said this. You said, um, and I don't know. I can't remember what year this was. Oh, I think it was done in 2012. Okay. So you said in five years, um, no, you said this happened five years ago. And you said that in your future, you would like to see yourself doing stuff in the Middle East with TV. How do you feel about that now? Oh, wow. That is so crazy. Isn't that crazy? Because I didn't know what you just told me about, like the news articles and what people are saying about you. I didn't know that. And so then when you're telling me this and I'm remembering that you had said that, how does that feel now? You know, what's crazy is when I said that at that time, because I remember saying that. I was, I, that was through my identity crisis time. Mm. So I was doing what I felt like my parents told me I needed to do. So like really? my parents, my parents weren't even happy that I was going into radio TV film because they felt like being in front of the TV and just that whole lifestyle is, it can be really dark and yeah. just really, you don't have a life sometimes. So they were, they didn't really, they weren't, they weren't happy when I said I wanted to do TV stuff first, but they said, if you're going to do TV stuff, you should go back home to the Middle East and do some broadcasting there with their media outlets. My dad's like, I can connect you with the people mm-hmm. I know. And so I thought it was seemed pretty promising um, at the time. But I think for me now, I still very much want to to be involved in, in Kurdistan, specifically where I'm from. And even though not everyone supported my um, relationship with Stevie. It's actually shocked me and surprised me how many people came out of the woodworks and just like emailed me and saying, wow, like you did it. You did it for us. Like Mm. so many girls that are secretly doing this behind closed doors or they don't know how to do it. So many, so much support came through that the negativity really didn't matter. The negative press articles I didn't care for, but but I still feel like I have my heart. My heart still has a place there that I want to go. I don't know if I want to do TV stuff necessarily, mm-hmm. but Stevie and I recently actually launched a Be Wild. Um, it's like a Be Wild adventure video of showing all of California. And it was just this really epic video that focuses on the beauty and the nature of the places that we, we go to. And it's super like, I'm talking drone. I mean, it is like, it looks like a movie. I've seen we pieces go- of it. It's really cool. It's like so cool. And we directed it. He directed, Stevie directed it. We produced it. We went and shot it. Like, and I told him, I said, we should do a Be Wild series for all of like our favorite places. Mm. And the next one, well, maybe not the next one, but in the near future, I said, I would love to do a Be Wild Kurdistan, Mm. like showing the beauty of Kurdistan, a place that is autonomous, but also invisible on the map. You're not going to see it on the map. A place that is like literally fighting, you know, the bad bad guys, ISIS, like Mm -hmm. it's just, they're the unheard heroes of the story in the Middle East. And I just would love to, instead of me being in front of the camera and just entertaining, I would rather go and just show the beauty of where I come from and just get those epic shots because there's so much beauty in Kurdistan. You wouldn't even think that it was like considered in the Middle East. I mean, oh, it's I couldn't so even find steady. it on a map right now if you put one, a map in front of and, me. And you won't because it's not on the map. And it's just so unfortunate because it is the one place in the Middle East that I visited that is so peaceful. They love Americans. I mean, it's just so much love, so much hospitality. And Stevie really wants to go there. And we've just been kind of waiting for the right time. Yeah. So it's almost like going back to that video. If I had to go back, yeah, like, it would be probably just for a different reason now. And yeah. it would it would still be to showcase the beauty of it and just mm-hmm. trying to use my platform to show this beautiful place where I where I come from, you know? 
Uh, that's interesting to see that you said that you did that video during your identity crisis. And I could see now um, <laughs> after he- after talking to you now for, you know, 30 minutes or so and then watching that and you mentioning what was happening in your world around those times, it could kind of make sense why you're like, I think I should say this to make my parents happy and that'll be everything exactly. will be OK then. Yeah. Um, I love, um, watching your travel adventures. I've been following you on Instagram since my friend Jessica introduced me to you. Um, and you recently went to Israel. Mm-hmm. I have never been to Israel. Oh my um, gosh. I have, I know I have friends that live there. Um, and so I, it's high, high, high on my list, but you said you had a really great experience there. What happened when you guys were in Israel? Okay. First of all, when you go, you'll need to go with us because, um, we want to go back too. And we know like the most amazing tour guide. She's like incredible. Um, but basically Israel was the most life-changing trip of my life ever. And I feel like I've traveled like to so many places. You have, Yeah. What happened there? So Stevie and I, um, we have our friend who's also my photographer, John Volk. His dad has an amazing organization out there, um, that basically, um, it, it, cause his dad is Jewish, but he's also messianic. So What's it he, called? a together for Israel is what it's okay. called. Okay. And, and one of my friends, Josh, he actually used to work for the Israeli consulate. So, um, he actually has told me like they've, brought several influencers and things like that. So it's probably like something different, but the touring company that we went on, it was just all family. Like they made it to where it was like family and friends was very like 49 of us, but we all knew each other. So it was really Mm -hmm. intimate. And what's crazy is John, my photographer, he shot my wedding, which, um, was just such a God thing because I didn't have, I paid for my own wedding and I didn't know who I wanted to take my photos. So John took my photos. We, I fell in love with him instantly. He became one of our best friends. And then through John, we heard that his dad does about 25 of these tours a year going to Israel. And so Stevie and I, last year, we said, you know, we're going to have a busy year, but let's do something in 2016 for us that we like on our bucket list. And so on our bucket list was we've always wanted to go to the Holy Land. Like we've always wanted mm-hmm. to go to Israel. So we put that on there. And when we, when John moved down here and told us about like how his dad has one coming up, we said, sign us up. We're going to go. So we signed up and I was so excited for that trip, but I will tell you, I got so much hate from being there on social media. It was, I was not expecting that kind of, I mean, from I know very your followers from, yeah. So from like so much hate, like I lost, okay. I lost so many followers. And the reason is because, you know, it's such a, it's such a sensitive subject when you talk mm-hmm. about the Israeli Palestinian conflict and like yeah. Palestinian territory and Israeli territory. So for me being this, I don't know if it had anything to do with being Kurdish, but some people mm-hmm. felt like I was saying, cause I tagged Israel in my location on my photos. I would say like, you mm-hmm. know, we just made it to Israel. People were so upset that I said the word Israel, a lot of like mm-hmm. my fellow Middle Easterns. Cause they said, how could you like, you know, the, the, it's Palestinian, it's Palestine and it's not Israel. Mm-hmm. Like it's that. Whole, oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. So now yep, the whole argument. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I see 500, 600 comments in an hour, just going back and forth, people fighting with each other. It's a war under a beautiful photo from a holy spot where Jesus stood. Like that's kind of my <sighs> trip. My trip was, and I said this very publicly, I said, I'm not going on this trip to vlog it. I'm not going on this trip to strategically post outfit photos and things for my blog. This was seriously a spiritual trip that Stevie and I wanted to go on. And I Mm -hmm. just wanted to, and I was completely open to every single person I met there, to every single place that we saw. I was just open to it. And I just wanted to get to know Israel and get to know this place that has been here for 2000 plus years and where Jesus has walked. I wanted to know I wanted to get to know Jesus on a deeper level. You know, that was mm-hmm. kind of the, that's where I'm at in my, in my walk. I wanted to go. And so I said that very publicly on my, on my Instagram. And I said, you know, this is just a trip. And, and because I'm so open with my followers, I don't go, I literally have not gone one day without posting something. I knew if I didn't post mm-hmm. anything, they would think, oh my gosh, you died. She died. Yeah. Like I get emails. <laughs> And so as we were going to these beautiful places, I would just share like from the Dead Sea or shopping in the market to some of the holy spots where Jesus literally stood and where he Mm -hmm. healed people. And like, I felt it and I would have these crazy experiences in that moment. So I wanted to like share what was on my heart. So I would share certain things at the end of the day at my trip and just people were, they couldn't get past the whole Israel, Palestinian Mm -hmm. thing. I got Mm -hmm. so much hate, girl. It was just like, I, I even told Steve the first day we got there. I said, why did we come here? I was literally being attacked by the Mm. enemy. I was just like, why am I here when I have so much like, I feel so like my joy is being taken from me. I feel anxiety. 
I feel like I can genuinely enjoy this trip that I have, we have planned for ourselves. We put so much money into it to be here for nine days. And I felt like it, I was, it was being taken from me and it was just, and I wasn't mad at like my followers because a lot of the people commenting came from bizarre places. Like I don't even think they follow me. It just mm-hmm. made me sad. It made me sad yeah. for the, this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful place, beautiful country. That's literally the size of New Jersey. You can drive from one end to the other end in six hours, but it's so rich in history and you get to see it all. You get to see where people have lost their lives, you know, fighting mm-hmm. for what they believe in. You get to see where Jesus, you know, died for us. And for me, it was just, it was such a life-changing trip. But after that second day and being around such a great group of people, they really helped me get over the whole, like, you can't, you can't read into that stuff. And I usually don't when it comes to people saying like, girl, I can see your bags or, oh, I can see, you know, you, mm-hmm. you know, you don't have the perfect this or that. But I got really defensive a little bit when it was, when they were just like attacking God. And, and I, just, yeah. I just felt God was telling me like, I don't need you to defend me, you know, and I, it's gonna, um, it's okay. Like you mm. just do what you know is right. And, and just be, be persistent and just be who you are. And, and I did that on my trip and I continued to share photos. I was very mindful and respectful, but I continue to share these beautiful photos. And, you know, by the end of the trip, the emails and messages I got from girls just saying like how, inspired they were to see the beauty of this place and even fellow believers that follow me certain girls saying you know there's not many christian influencers that actually will publicly say things like this mm, platform yeah because mm-hmm. it's just such a they always say don't talk about politics and religion you know i've even had my manager tell me you know don't talk about politics and religion but yeah i wouldn't be where i am today if it wasn't for god like i can't yeah just like Stevie's a part of my brand, God's a part of my brand too. Like I cannot talk about things that inspire me. And it's like, God has a huge role in that. So I continue to like lift up his name, even during the dark times in my life. And I just, I see so many girls really appreciating that. And so I want to continue doing that in a very mindful way and very respectful Mm. way. But Mm. um, the world needs more love, you know? So if I can have my platform to do that, then I'll do it. Yeah. And I think it's really, um, it's really, um, admirable of you to know that people are telling you don't do this cause it's going to hurt your career. Um, yeah. for you to still say, actually it's, it's not worth it because this is who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really good. And people, I think people will value that even when they don't understand it, when you're doing that, um, okay. is what I have seen kind of happen in people's worlds is that people will look and be like, ah, maybe she shouldn't do that. But yet they go, actually, I admire her because she does that and she doesn't care. <sighs> and so, yes, that makes me so happy to hear. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. I loved following your trips. And so, um, everyone should follow you on Instagram because you post beautiful stuff. And do you have a video about eyebrows? I just need to know. (laughs) Yes, I do. Okay. I need to find it because let me tell you, I got my eyebrows waxed yesterday and then I did a little Instagram story and everything, everybody, all they said was, oh my gosh, what did you do to your eyebrows? And I am not a beauty person. Like I literally wear mascara, lip gloss, and eyeliner. I'm looking at this photo of you on my Skype. You look Gorgeous. Uh, Hello. Well, I probably had my makeup done for that photo, but whatever. <laughs> I'm a very minimalist, but every time I get my eyebrows waxed, she like does them and puts pencil on them and stuff. Oh. And everyone noticed. And so I was like, maybe I should start putting pencil on my eyebrows. Like Definitely. maybe it does make a difference. A little goes a long way. I even pencil mine in just a little bit. Um, it's so funny you said eyebrows because I just put up my eyebrow routine on my Instagram not even a week ago. It's like an Instagram video. So instead of digging through my YouTube channel, you can go on my Instagram and actually see it. Um, oh my gosh, I'm going to fix my eyebrows this weekend all by myself. Yeah, and, and I just put like all my tips and everything in there. And you know, it's crazy because, you know, we just launched our new company called Blessbox. And yes, tell us, tell us, tell us. So Blessbox, it's it's like I'm starting to review more products because of Blessed Box. Like I want to mm-hmm. like literally test out the best products for my girls. And just so I've been doing more of those Instagram tutorials, just sharing my daily routine and also products that I love and products that I don't love because being in the subscription world now, I basically decided I've been blogging for, you know, full time for quite a few years now. And I wanted to create something of my own that is separate from like my blogging business. I wanted to launch something like a product or a merchandise line. And so when I was figuring out what that looked like, I said, you know, I don't necessarily think I want to do a makeup line. That's not really what I feel like my calling is. But Mm -hmm. I felt so strongly like God putting it on my heart that I needed to create this new community. It's almost like a community in a box. So, Mm. and, and while you're at it, you get amazing products. So bless box, 
is what I launched literally when I was in Israel. Isn't that crazy? That that's it all crazy. Came together. And you were going through such hard time. Yeah, and that's so crazy. That's just a, it's such a huge part of the story because that's like I had been working on it for like a couple years, and then finally the launch date officially was ready to go. I got the green light when I was in Israel. I was like, whoa, this is so cool. So we launched Bless Box, and it's basically. It's basically the ultimate like lifestyle box with fashion, beauty, style, a little bit of health and home. You're getting all of it in one box for $29.99 a month. And we've set it up online to where you can sign up for like three months at a time or if you want to sign up for the whole year. So you're not necessarily mm-hmm. like tied down like every month. But basically, I wanted to create a box different than any other box out there. Like you know, you know, the birch box and the fab fit fun, yes. they're all really great yep. boxes, but mm-hmm. either a it's seasonal. So you only get it four times a year or B a lot of the times the products in these boxes are so mediocre and super tiny, like small. Mm-hmm. And you wonder like, am I really getting my money's worth? So being in the blogging world for four years, working directly with brands, having relationships with these brands and their marketing companies and everything like that, I've been able to literally think about my theme every month and saying like, well, this month, I think, you know, this brand Aveda would be really great for the box because I've worked with them mm-hmm. before and this product would work really well. And so I literally have Aveda's email. I know the exact person to email and I'm like, I want you to be in my box. And Aveda was in our first box and they gave, gave us four products. Um, we had so many other products. My favorite candle company was in the box and it was over like a $160 box for $29.99. And so Wait, what, all the products that I would get if I bought it were over $160 worth total. That's amazing. So they got, and then you got a beanie, you got a candle, you got organic hot chocolate. So I always like to put um, like edible in the box. And then I'm starting to put my own private label products in the box. So I'm starting to design some things and put it in the box. And so we put our first like coffee mug. It was this amazing ceramic coffee mug that says bless on it. And it comes with a little Mm -hmm. spoon and just seeing people posting photos. I mean, the whole concept behind this, it's not a Christian box. So a lot of people ask me, is blessed like a religious box? It's not about religion. It's about love. And so everything mm. that I pour into it is love from the products to the story, to the messaging. And it's really all about having this experience in a box. So it's like, a, I literally slogan it as a box of happiness. So every mm. month when it comes to your doorstep for the busy mom or the girl in college, who just doesn't have time to like shop around and needs, needs a discount, you know, you're going to get this box every month and you get to open it and you get to have all these goodies and feel like a blogger. who opens. Oh, that's right. All the free stuff, <laughs> all the free stuff. You feel, it feels yes. so good, you know? So it's doing really, really well. We just sold out of our January box, which is our second box since the launch. Insane. And I'm already planning for February. So I just encourage everyone goes on and signs up at blessbox.com to get your box. And I sound like a walking advertisement right now, but it's because I love, love, love the box. And it's going to be so, so good in the coming months. So definitely sign up. I love it. I'm going to go sign up. I'm going to get myself one. (laughs) Girl, I just need to send you one. I'll just send you one as a gift because you're just, you're the sweetest. Well, I tell you what, who doesn't love getting something in the mail? I mean, I get a lot of books in the mail with my job, which I'm sure you get a lot of beauty products. Yeah. <laughs> um, but when I get fun stuff that I would not normally buy for myself, example, all of the beauty products and other kind of things like that, it just makes my day. So I think this is a great, and these are great gift ideas too. If you have someone you want to buy a gift for, this is a cool gift because it's like the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yes. You buy a three-month like, package, you know? Totally good for a gift, and it's like Christmas Every month when you get every to day, <laughs> every month is Christmas. Yes. yes. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details.
Yes. Um, okay, so we end every show with three things you're loving and what you're reading. Um, what are three things you're loving right now? Three things I'm loving right now. It's going to be totally random. Um, okay, I love I random. Am, okay, three things I'm currently loving right now um, is I absolutely love Downton Abbey. <laughs> So, I've never watched it. Okay, I've never. Okay, girl, it's like been over. The show has ended six I seasons. I just got into it with Steve and I. Like that's our thing every night. We'll watch it. We'll yeah. have our Down Abbey night. And so we just started season one. I'm obsessed. So Down Abbey, that's my number one. Getting into shows. I'm no longer a loser. I watch TV. And then the second thing is I have recently been really, really obsessed with like brown matte lipstick. So it's not like a specific one, but like. Like, I never thought I would like the color brown on my lips. I always thought, like, mm -hmm. that does not go with my dark skin tone. But the color brown is really in, and it's really hot, even this season. So brown, I think, brown lip colors are my thing. And then um, the third thing is I'm really into cycling, like indoor cycling. Everyone who knows me knows that I can't ride an actual bike. I literally don't know how to <laughs> ride a real bike. It's actually embarrassing. I don't know how to ride a real bike, but... I can, I'm like front row in my indoor cycling class and little does my, you know, I love know. cycling too. It's the best. Like you're just in your zone. You're not going to clip out. You're not going to fall over. You can just like yep. go as fast as you can and just zone out. Those are my favorite. Or as slow as you can, like me. Or as slow as you can on the resistance girl. You know? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. If I were to get on a bike like they do in the outside and your feet are literally stuck to the pedals, I would have an anxiety attack. Oh. Of just the thought that I might not be able to get my foot out. Yeah, that's actually in the beginning. You kind of freak out a little bit. But you know what you can do? Just take your foot out of it and leave the shoe in the pedal. <laughs> yes, that's what I do in indoor. And I haven't, I have, but I'm saying if I was outside and that would happen to me, oh, I would like just, on a I would real freak bike. out. Oh, no, that mm, would be On a real bike. <gasps> <gasps> I know. I have, yeah, honestly, I say I can't ride a bike because I had, I never wanted to learn growing up. And then in college, when they tried to teach me, a friend tried to teach me, it was like a big boy bike. And I was like, this is, I kept falling over. So I was like, I don't care for it. But since doing indoor cycling, I think I'm ready for a big girl bike. I think I'm going to You need to go on one of your travels. You need to do a bike tour. I know. But what if I literally fall over on the bike? I'm like, yeah, you might want to practice. You might want to go out and get some practice. Yeah. That's good motivation. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've done bike tours in a couple cities and it is the way to see the city, but you definitely want to practice on that bike before you get out there. Oh my gosh, that's a good one. I need to do that ASAP. Yes. Yes. Oh, uh, Cezanne, this has been such a joy to chat with you today. I loved hearing your story. I've loved following you online for a while. And so it's good to put a, a voice to the face and all these things. And so thanks for joining me today on the happy hour. You're so amazing, Jamie. Seriously. Like I'm just looking at your photos. I'm talking to you. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally need to get your Instagram and I need to follow you and I need to keep up because this is so fun. I'm, you're like, you found a new fan in me. I'm, a, I'm obsessed oh, with your podcast. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. Well, I've been emailing with Brittany. That's right, Brittany. Yes. Email. She's so nice. She's sitting right next Tell her to me. She's doing yes. amazing. Yes. <laughs> she says you're amazing, Brittany. And Aww. she's going to email you. You need to email her a blessed box. And yes, it's going to be great. Look at all this fun stuff. Okay. Um, well, I hope you have a great rest of your week. Do you have any travels coming up soon that we need to know about? I'm going to Colorado for my sister's bachelorette party tomorrow. So, okay. Um, other than Yay. that, and I got some things coming up with Maybelline where I'm going to go back to Colorado, going to go to Aspen and do a fun skiing trip. But other than that, I'm, I'm here in LA. So, if you're ever here, let's we'll, hang. Well, if next time you're in Austin, because that's where I live, oh um, we can get, have coffee or something. I know. We're so close I'm when you come there, down here. I'm always there because that's where Stevie's family is. So I, yeah. we, we will definitely have to make it happen. I'm serious. Get together. Okay. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much, Jamie. I appreciate it. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Hey guys, I told you all that that was going to be a fun conversation with Suzanne. I seriously was really excited to meet her. Because I've been following her on social media forever, and from that very first video when I saw her talk about coming to know Jesus, I knew that I was excited to hear that story for myself and let you hear that story from her as well. Also, what a testimony she had as to what it meant to literally forsake your mother and father for the gospel. All the links that we talked about, plus the videos I mentioned of hers, will be in the show notes. Visit those at jamieivy.com. Guys, I also want to thank Ravel for partnering with us at this show for The Heart of Marriage by Don Camp. The best marriages are not perfect. If you're married, you know that to be true. Marriage is about walking together through all of life's ups and downs, its challenges and triumphs. Collecting true stories from some of today's best writers, Don Camp invites you to reflect on the heart of marriage. With beautiful photographs and poignant prose, this collection is perfect for the good days, the hard days, and all the days in between. With stories from Crystal Payne, Lisa Joe Baker, Alexander Kirkendall, Holly Girth, Shanti Fieldhand, Renee Swoop, 
Richard Paul Evans, Kristen Welch, Mo Isom, and so many more. You're going to love this book, The Heart of Marriage by Don Camp. You can find it on Amazon or Barnes and Noble. All right, guys, I told you I was going to tell you where I'm going to be over the next couple of weeks. First of all, if you're listening to this on February 1st, tomorrow night, I'm actually teaming up with Polished Austin, and we're doing an event downtown Austin. It's going to be so much fun. If you're here in Austin for the IF Gathering and you want to come, check out their webpage because there might still be some tickets left. As I said, this weekend, I'm going to be at the IF Gathering, and if any of you are coming in, I would love it if you stopped and said hi. I love meeting listeners. Coming up at the beginning of March, I'll be in California for the Restore Women's Conference in Orange County, and they do still have tickets available. So if you want to come and join me plus other fabulous speakers, go to RestoreWomensConference.com. And guys, my most favorite thing is happening in March as well, and it is my happy hour live, and that happens at my house. It's one of the best things I get to do all year. This event is sponsored by Noonday Collection, Pine Cove, West Rock Coffee, and Bristol Lane Flowers. You're going to get a fabulous meal that is going to be provided and cooked by my man, Aaron Ivey. Uh, We have drinks for you. We have dessert. We have a live happy hour show with fabulous guests each night. Plus, you get a goodie bag to take home. Plus, we always have the opportunity to buy merchandise that's only available at these shows. I would really love to see you guys there. And tickets are almost gone for one of these nights. So go check it out. You can go to jamieivy.com slash events and check out to see if you can possibly make it to that show or any of the other things I've got going on. The Happy Hour Live takes place on March 10th and 11th at my house. Today's show was edited by Logan Garza, and the music is from Jason Poe. Next week, my guest is Sally Clarkson, and Sally has written lots of books on mothering and creating a space for your children to be safe and loved in your home. But it is her most recent book that she co-authored with her son, Nathan, that we discussed on this show. It's called Different, and I was able to read it last fall, and I absolutely adored it. It is for all of us mamas that are parenting out-of-the-box kids. You're going to really love our conversation. Hey, guys, also, don't forget that this Friday is a happy half hour. We do these every other Friday, and it's 30 minutes where I bring a guest back that you've already heard from and already loved. And it's just a really fun time to get to know them a little bit more. This week, my friend Deborah Parker joins me, and you're going to love our conversation about all the things that she's got going on and her passion for the next generation of women that are coming up behind us. So tune in there on Friday. Guys, enjoy your week. I hope you get to come to one of my events soon. Um, And share the show with a girlfriend. I meet you all the time and you say, I told all my friends about it. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Continue doing that. Share the show with a girlfriend and have a happy hour with a friend. I'll see you guys next week. room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.